this heaven? No. It's Iowa. Ben, Ben, what is that? It's it's the slow-moving object that's taking out football players left and right. That's just the Iowa offense. And we're talking the blob on the pod of dreams. If it had a mind, you could reason with it. If it had a body, you could shoot it. If it had a heart, you could kill it. Now, man is no longer the supreme being on this planet. The organism is growing at a geometric rate. By all accounts, it's at least a thousand times its original mass. Nobody believes me about what happened tonight. What did happen? You were there, you saw. Plasmic life form that hunts its prey. Predator. I want that organism alive. I think you ticked it off. Hey everybody, you're listening to the Pod of Dreams. If you watch it, we will pod. Um, one of the co-hosts here, Ben with Eric. We're talking about The Blob, the 1988 version of this movie. And I kept having this thought, Eric, based on what you said last week, that you saw this movie at a very, very young age. So before I say anything about this movie, did you get some deep memories? Were, were, were there some old nightmares triggered when you watched this? Yeah, I, I don't know if it's nightmares, I just like vi- visuals. Uh, definitely the motorcycle jump scene where he jumps the bridge. That was like, oh yeah, I remember that. Um, the I think the uh, phone booth scene for sure was one that was like, oh shit, yeah, for sure. I the one thing that I think for whatever reason, maybe it's how I watch it. Maybe I watched it on TV because I don't remember how violent this. Like this movie is really gory. Like the the deaths are gnarly as shit. Oh, it's it's perfect for what I want. I'm not calling it a perfect movie, but this is like exactly what I want from a spooky season, scary Halloween movie. It's fun, a little goofy, super gory, a little creepy, and uh, yeah, the kills in this are really, really awesome. Yeah, like gross, like really gross out. Yeah, kills. visceral. Yeah, and yeah. and they're these, you know, not CGI effects. They're super well done, with some exceptions. There there were some some that weren't so awesome uh, it, so if, um, we, we can get to the special effects but like when the blob got bigger the yeah. effects got really bad like the the last sort of scene where it's this giant thing in the city it, it looks it looks bad it looks yeah, dated and i almost wondered if they were trying to do an homage to the 50s but yeah it looked really terrible and that was the few times like oh it just looks bad most of the effects are really frankly awesome i mean they look yeah. great they've well, aged most super of it's well. real i mean mo- yeah, it's all it's just stuff. so well done and so great. But is this, did this scare you as a kid, or you just thought it was cool? How old were you when you saw this? Well, this so it came scared. out in 88, right? And if I saw it when I was like six or seven, 
this would have really messed with me. Like, I would have been I, I six when it was released. I definitely didn't see it in the movie theater. It, I think it was a rental. Maybe my parents watched it, and I watched it with them. Whoa! Um, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't really know. So I mean, I was under ten for sure, sure. when I saw. But it, it didn't bother you. You were just like, "This is cool." No, and fun. I don't remember being scared by it at all. Okay. Wow. Okay. But I also didn't remember like. The whole, I mean, spoiler alert, like, the blob is, like, a man-made biological weapon. I, like, totally spaced that, or maybe I just didn't even understand that Yeah, you might not have cared. Yeah. I don't know. I would have noticed either. Like, there's the whole anti-government thread to this movie, because like, the real villain is the U.S. government, I think, you would really argue, um, potentially. Um, but it, it's great, because no characters are really safe. I mean, ultimately, our protagonists end up being safe, but they start killing people that you think might be protagonist and might last a lot longer I had very that early on. Same thought. Usually in movies like this, like the assholes, dipshits are getting killed right away. They were, but also like the really nice, sweet, like the sweet lady at the at the coffee shop or whatever, like she gets killed. Like and this movie is so efficient. We get like ten to fifteen minutes of like we meet this small town. And I love the opening of this by the way. We get like creepy music and we see an empty like small town. And it's like, oh, this is ominous. Why is it so desolate? And then it turns out, you know, everybody's at a football game. At a football game. What do you think? So we see Paul Taylor. He's kind of the – you think he's the main guy. He's yeah, kind he's, of he's tough, cool football player guy. And uh, also scored, not a He scores a touchdown, right? Doesn't he score yeah. a touchdown? What do you think his stat line was? He was a receiver. Couple couple touchdowns. I think it was a low-scoring game, if I remember right. I have no idea. We don't see most of the game. We see the touchdown. We see him catch a ball, get hit out of bounds, and then ask the cheerleader out. Yep. Um, and we don't see anything else. So, I mean, if you extrapolate, I mean, his per-minute average or whatever is Yeah, what's his advanced stats on Paul Taylor? Because all we see is him score the touchdown. We see the other team fumble, and then he comes back in and catches two, like Two a, targets, a two catches. 12-yard out yeah. or something. I, I Yeah. So is I'm that a penalty? Good. You slam a guy into the Gatorade table? I was table? like, who put that, that table right there? Some idiot. That's a 15-yard really penalty, I think. Why is the table there? Come on, don't be so dumb. That's really stupid. It's like right on the sideline. But I don't know. In 1988, that might not have been a penalty, Eric. I don't know. Football's violent man sport. Yeah, just, what's the concussion protocol there after you hit the uh, table? I'm sure none. You make a funny <laughs> joke about it as you're dazed and confused. Um, you know, it, it's great. And then we get to meet this these these characters we get this array of characters in this small town really really quick we don't spend too much time with too many people but we get this wide receiver who's going out with the cheerleader he's got a real piece of shit friend who's very rapey and awful yeah the, uh, the buddy is like that guy's gonna die first when you're watching this movie you think that and, yeah. he's, and he and he doesn't i mean he gets his comeuppance and this is I love that there's also just like an anti-biological weapon subtext to all this like it kills everybody it doesn't care who you are doesn't care how young or old you are or what's going on in your life. Like your choices don't matter. It's not like Jason Voorhees, right? Who famously hates camp counselors that have sex and get stoned. Like, no, the blob to that. You're just all food to it. It's great. You know, early on, you're just like, boom, it, 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 it's so sudden. The pacing is like relentless. We see the old man. So there's this, we see a blob, you know, a, a meteorite or whatever it looks like. And it does come from space technically. Although it turns out the government put it in space and brought it back. Um, crashes and this old homeless guy he sticks his hand in and a little blob attaches to his hand eventually the wide receiver hits him with his car we also get introduced to kevin dillon the very hilarious like johnny drama rebel yeah just utterly ludicrous um trying to do the jump and then 
fails. He didn't chicken, but the bike kind of malfunctioned. Right, it was a little bit of a, a little bit of both. Yeah, it's tough. He could have made the jump, but he. Well, right. I mean, that's fine. He's going to make the jump eventually. Spoiler alert. You know, it's a movie. He has to make the jump at some point. And he does. Um, but they, they take the old guy who has just it starts out with just a little small blob on the guy's hand, takes him to a very small rural hospital where the guy's mostly ignored because he doesn't have insurance. And eventually the, this kid does the right thing. He's like, look, there's a guy dying over here. Get, stop talking to this lady. There's a guy dying over there. And then he goes into the office to call. He's doing the right thing. He's actually a nice guy. Boom. We see him die. Like, I don't know, 20 minutes into the movie, 20, 20, 25 minutes in, he's gone. And this great shot where the blob is like, he's just enveloped and screaming and his date for the night is trying to pull him out and just yanks off his arm. Just incredible. It's like, oh man, this is, these are great effects. Just absolutely gnarly is a good it, way to put that, it. When I'm watching that scene, I'm like, oh man, that's a lot like the thing. You know, the thing has a lot of great, practical kind of gory creepy effects and a a lot of that i don't know is it the same vfx people i have no idea i have no idea we probably should know that well that's fine we're we're not professional podcasters obviously but uh that 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 would be good research to have but i mean it's like this is great i mean it's just practical and it looks looks just incredible and just slowly this blob just starts to eat everybody it eats kids you know it, it doesn't spare anybody Everybody gets consumed. You're an uh, elitist scientist. It eats you. It doesn't care. And that's really it. Is it just, just starts attacking people, and that's it. Is people but the, just keep the getting... movie has so much charm too, because like go, you, you get to know the characters and you like them a lot. The, I think the, that's part of it. the football player. He he goes. His buddy wants him to get condoms, right? So they're going to the pharmacy yeah. to get to get some rubbers. And his buddy does this bit where he goes to the pharmacist and he's like, "Hey, my buddy needs condoms," and he's like, "Come on, hurry up." And the the pharmacist is shaking his head, and uh, it ends. That's actually Art Lafleur, who's in Field of Dreams. I know. But, I was going to uh, save that for later, but yes, yep, he direct uh, connection. But then, yeah, then it then it ties back where then he the Paul Taylor guy goes picks up his date, and it is that it's the same guy. And he just says the pharmacist. Rude. Yeah, that was a good yeah. bit. It does, it that doesn't it's need fun. to be in this movie, but no, but I think it, it helps that like we you see. A little bit of the, you know, woman who owns the restaurant and the police chief. They have a little bit of a budding romance. It's sweet. It's endearing. They don't spend too much time on it. It's just enough. Like, you get to know him. You care about him. He's a nice guy. You get to know every, like, almost everybody, including the scuzzy rape guy who gets this woman drunk. and Mixing his, drinks in his trunk. I actually really like yeah, that. That's pretty cool. No, I mean, they were worried about how awful he was. And, all, and the big thing of, like, rings because he can give women his ring and say oh you're special because here's my ring and he's just got like 20 copies of it or whatever um no he's really really vile and he dies i mean he's i don't know like the second or third person that dies i guess third maybe but um maybe then it's just boom i I did have questions about how the blob is moving from place to place like that also is like doesn't doesn't make make sense sense. it doesn't like Like, why does it it have a brain is it is it just rolling around the street? Like, what, what's going on here? We see yeah, we it sli- slither around in the in the like grass, but we don't see it move. We we don't know how or why it moves, why it goes to the places it does. It just seems to have this. It, it's a virus, I think, ultimately that's just really big. We find out later. So it's just trying to replicate and grow. I don't know. But it's like I, in the town, and then it's it outside, out the outskirts, and then back in the town. Like it just—it's just, it's just make wherever a lot it needs sense. to be for. No, yeah. it doesn't. It's just where it needs to be for the cool effects. 
Um, it's in the sewer drain. It's out of the sewer drain. It's whatever. It, it's fine. The logic doesn't really hold up if you scrutinize it, but the effects and the deaths are all so yeah. Like like the the cook in the restaurant. That shit was cool. With the he's trying to stick his hand down the drain and then it rips him through and then the whole thing shoots out of the drain. That was really cool. I thought. Yeah, and, and it's weird because it can have tendrils when it wants to, right? Like it can shoot part of its body out, like a little like arm thing. When it wants to, other times it just envelops people, and it doesn't make a whole ton of sense. Whatever. It's fine. Um, but as the blob is eating people, we see the government shows up, and they say it's an alien, and they're there to contain it, but it turns out it was really a biological weapon that was created, and they want to protect it because they're like, this is going to help us win the Cold War. This is still when we were worried about you know, the commies and... Uh, you know, they become kind of the enemy because they try to trap it and they don't care about the lives that are Just lost. Just like COVID, right? The, it's man-made and a weapon. You can. Maybe this is <laughs> foreshadowing kidding. COVID. That's a joke. I don't think COVID's man-made. I think that was a joke. I was kidding. Okay. Hey, I, we could, I, I'm, I'm open. If you have evidence that it came from a lab, that's fine. Share your evidence. That's fine. Um, but anyway, you know, eventually we get Kevin Dillon, who's the who's the ludicrous biker reject. He's the only, he's like, he's not at the football game, right? Everybody's at the football game. Kevin Dillon's not at the football game. He's out. He's slamming beards, driving his motorcycle, like a yep. real cool guy. Yeah. With a leather jacket. A real cool guy with uh, his weird, like curly mullet thing. Um, I How know, old is Kevin Dillon? Cause like, he looks he, too old for high school, but that's a, that's a movie problem. Yeah, But in 1988, he's, he's supposed to be a high school kid. And then he shows up. I, I don't think, I mean, I didn't look through his IMDb. Maybe you did. Then he shows up in Entourage in like 2004 or something like that. And he's supposed to be like a 20 something year old. It's like, how was he like 50 when he did Entourage? Like, I don't understand. Uh, I, I don't either. I don't know. They just liked him for casting. I don't know. It didn't really make sense. But he's angsty. He only looks out for himself because his parent, one one of the one of his parents is gone. The other one's an alcoholic. Okay, and eventually he's gonna learn that it's okay to care about people. And you know, our female lead, you know, she's learns sometimes you don't trust the government because they lie, I guess. Um, but I mean, there's just so many awesome like the movie theater scene. Sometimes that's where the blob starts to get a little goofy, but there's still some really awesome kills. And that, I mean, just makeup work. I mean, you just, we don't even see every death. We, we see the sheriff die. We don't see him die. We just see his body being, you know, floating around inside. The, it just looks incredible. These really awesome models. Um, and then eventually Kevin Dillon has to save the day. I mean, that's the plot. Yeah. So Kevin Dillon, he's born in 1965. So he's what? 23. <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's in made, his early 20s and when he's made this. If then, they made it in 1987, he's 22. Entourage is 2004. So he's like, what, 39 when they're making that show? I what guess. What the hell? He's supposed to be... <laughs> I never watched Entourage. Did right. you, were you an Entourage fan, Eric? I watched probably every episode of that show. Oh, yeah. my God. That make, that makes so much sense. I did, It was one of those things I didn't really like, but I just watched it. I, I don't know. It's sort of a hate watch. Hate watch stuff. I guess you watched every episode because you hated it. Oh man, that doesn't make sense to me. But um, fair enough. Yeah, the, the casting, Kevin Dillon. Okay, it, we don't get it, but it, it works fine for this movie. I mean, nobody's 
we got we got so many people in this movie that are like, oh, I recognize this person, like Art Lafleur. Oh, he's been in stuff and just yeah. really small parts. The sheriff I recognize from little oh, yeah. small parts. The woman who's being like potentially sexually assaulted. Oh, she's from something. Oh, like you get just so many of those. All these like professional actors you don't usually get to be leads or main parts. It's just this like blue collar is not right, quite the word, but we're, we're really talking. There's like no superstars in the movie, and I, that's part of what makes it great. I mean, this isn't like a, a star. The, the blob's thing. the star. Correct. This, the effects are the star. Uh, the the brutal death. I mean, did you have a, a favorite death? Is it still the the phone booth? I think the phone booth was the coolest one. Cause I, did they do that? Like they must have done that in reverse or something. I don't even know how they did that. Like uh, where they drained it. So cause you know how do you sh- just fill the whole phone booth with that goo? What do you think the goo was? What, is it just like some sort of gelatin or something? <laughs> Uh, some sort of rubber. I, I, Eric, I have no idea. I know such little about VFX work. Um, I, I couldn't. But yeah, couldn't I like the. How about you? I like the phone booth. That was my favorite one. I mean, I guess my favorite. It, it probably wasn't the most gruesome, but just it's so relentless. Like she just goes in there, she's calling, and then she sees like her, like this guy she's really considering starting to date, and then he's floating, and then she just like she has nowhere to go and just gets squeezed, but. Just the the first death of uh yeah we don't even the see death. the sheriff die he just gets no you just you just see camera. him float you just see him floating around and it's a, and it's a great shot it's like oh this thing's been doing work um no it's it's the kid the Paul Taylor guy um I was just so shocked that it happened frankly I I did not expect him to be gone that quickly and then just the effect was just seeing him still be alive for a brief instant inside the blob before he. He's pulled off and he disintegrates. Um, that was the one that like stuck with me the most that I'm just like thinking about afterwards. Because um, it was, man, I, I was shocked. It was, I mean, it's not quite psycho level shock where you're like, oh, this woman is going to be the lead and then she's killed right at the end of the first act. But I was still shocked by how quickly we see a character that I think I thought was going to make it towards the end died. So you know, he's done. Yeah, it was surprising when he died. Um, the other thing I liked about the movie, which I, I don't know if it's screenwriting or whatever, but like how there's like callbacks to things oh, that yeah. like like the little kid zipper not working. Oh, and, yeah. You know, when when he's leaving the house to get, go to the movies, like uh, oh that's gonna come back, and then later on he gets stuck and they can't get him unstuck of his because of his zipper. And then there's the the snowblower, right? So Kevin Dillon oh, yeah. needs needs help fixing his bike. He goes to the guy that works like the body shop and he gives him this whole spiel about fixing up snowblowers because it's like a like a ski resort town and it's gonna snow and and then the snowblower comes back at the end of the movie which yeah, I, I don't know I just I like that kind of stuff it's like you know sort of little easter eggs and no it's 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 really well written it's, it's very it's simple it's not overly complicated but it's it's really good like that and just how oh it's unseasonably warm it's October we you know needs you know it to become winter so that we can get tourists to come and it hasn't been and because it's so warm it works for the blob obviously if this were the dead of winter you know the blob's weakness is extreme cold yeah it wouldn't work yeah but no but that that's part of the thing is it has this opportunity to to thrive because it's unseasonably warm that ends up tying in as well um so i i had a question um so this movie is it's a horror movie I'll, I'll grant you that you know we talked about like how true are you being to horror 
But like, what separates this from like Outbreak, for example? Whereas Outbreak's a similar idea, this virus, it's not a blob, it's a virus that people in this small town start contracting. It's, I think it's Ebola, right? Isn't Outbreak Ebola? The monkey gets there and people start getting Ebola. Yeah. Anyways, so then the government tries to quarantine and they end up, you know, threatening to blow up the town. Like, why is that a different genre than the blob? Is it just because of the gnarly deaths? I, the outbreak feels like it's going for a lot of realism, and I'm, it's not realistic. I'm sure epidemiologists will tell you how wrong. Like you don't going to create an antidote from one monkey or whatever, and none of it actually follows. But it's going for a realism. This is going for schlock, I think. I mean, you know, in a loving way, this is you know I, I've not seen the original 1958 version of the. Blob. I did. I watched it. Oh wow. Okay. Because of this, because I liked this movie so much. Oh, good. Well, I'm I'm glad you did. I guess I I should check out the original. But it's on Amazon Prime, I think, or HBO okay. Max. I think it's on HBO Max. Well, well, I yeah, I'm I'm shocked that you watched such an old movie, Eric. How how bad was the 1950s version? It was actually pretty good. It was a very similar movie, almost. I mean, beat for beat, it's almost the same movie. Uh, Steve McQueen is the lead. He, I mean, he's the lead and his girlfriend throughout the entire movie. That's more about like trying to get people to believe him. Like there, no one believes that there's this blob thing. They just uh, no one, you know. It's sort of like no one believes what kids, young people say. Sure. So it's more about that than it is about this like military. And in that, I think it is from outer space. Like it's a fuck meteor that crashes and has a blob on it, which again is also very similar to Venom, like the the uh, Marvel movie. That same sure. idea. Instead of a blob, it's a, it's Venom. It's a symbiote, but. Uh, yeah, so I, I I liked the original. The effects are bad. It's mostly the like, um, sort of the object in front of the camera where it looks bigger. So it's like this, you know, it's like you put an action figure right in front of the camera lens and it looks a giant. And everybody's like, oh, and they're scared because <laughs> the thing's closer. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like it's the sort of contrast of how far it is to the camera. It makes it look bigger. But it's they just take like some putty and put it like by the camera and they're like, oh no, it's getting, it's coming to get me. Sure. Okay. So, Corn with corny fifty yeah. seconds. I gotcha. So I, I just as a side note with that brief chat of the fifties, I was able to I'm, I found an article about it, how they do that and it's talking about the effects of the blob, nineteen eighty eight. So like for the blob itself, it's apparently puppeteered silk blankets injected with a common food thickener, so they're able to control the the movements of the blob for some of the shots. And make it undulate because it's filled with food thickener, so it looks doesn't look like silk blankets, which is incredible. Um, sorry, Side note: do, do, Have your kids gotten into making slime yet? We did it once, but I wouldn't say they got into it. Okay. What about you? Well, like, oh we, yeah, we, one we of my or whatever. One of my girls used to make slime all the time. She would play for hours, mixing slime, just gooping things together, getting it all over the place. She doesn't do it as much anymore, but there was a few summers there where it's like it was like her favorite thing to do was just sit and make make and play with slime. I don't okay. know. It just popped in my head because of your talk of food thickener. Well, it's fine. And uh, so as some of the other effects, it's vinyl, urethane, and foam latex, lycra, nylon, rubber, and gallons of commercial quote unquote slime. So, I mean, literally they just bought slime and used it for some of the shots, and maybe they had to color it pink. I don't know, but. Um, I mean, this is like the, the details for how they did all this stuff is really incredible. 
Um, but I, I, this, yeah, this is more of a schlocky B movie that isn't taking itself too seriously. It's there to have fun. I mean, it, it wants to highlight the kills and the deaths. There's a big part of it. It's not worried about too much. The specific logic of what the blob, I mean, we get like two lines about what the blob is really. And then some of the scientists arguing with each other for a little bit, but what it is, isn't really super important. It's here's this, this crazy experiment gone amok. That's murdering all these really nice people in the small town. But isn't it more just like a disaster movie? Like in that way where it's just a thing destroying the city and people are dying. It's, it's not a, you know, it's not, it's not Halloween where there's a serial killer just murdering people. It's, it's not even a sentient object, right? Well, I, 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 we don't know how sentient the blob. I mean, at one point, Kevin Dillon, like the, at some point, the head douchey scientist gets killed by the blob um, at, after he blows the manhole cover. Like, that was that was really cool. I mean, it's just like they just literally blew up the truck, and it's like, oh, that's that's fun. I do like in the 80s when stuff would just get... Yeah, they just blew stuff blown, up. Blew, yeah, why don't we... We don't blow stuff up anymore. Why don't we do that? What's wrong uh, with us? I, I don't know. It, it looks cool. If I ever make just, a movie, I'm just going to blow stuff up for sure. Sure. Sure, like don't go Michael Bay with it, but yes, yes. Um, yeah, there's you can go too far on one side of it. Sure, like, but in the context, there's like really fun. Like they're just like we're just gonna put explosives under a man cover, a whole cover underneath this truck and blow it up. All right, heck yeah. Um, but the guy like throws grenades or something at the blob, which is currently in the sewers, and it explodes. And Kevin Dill's like, I think you pissed it off. So uh, it has emotions. It gets agitated. Is it like an animal? Is it like just a, a stupid dog? Where is it at? We don't really know, and it, it doesn't really matter. I, if I, if we, my we, thing was that I was attracted to the blob, I found the to blob to be like physically oh, we're attractive. Back to Eric's take on people's sexual is that, proclivities. Is that okay? Is that a normal thing to have? Like I just the blob gets me going. It, that's my a thing. Blob porn is blob is porn. The, is there a thing? Is there blob porn? I I don't know. Why don't you put it into your computer <laughs> right now and see what comes up, and we'll talk about it. Uh, I don't want my phone to get locked. I'm not gonna okay. download viruses. Fair enough. You don't want a digital blob destroying your phone. Could you avatar into a blob? Because uh, if it has, you know, if it's sentient, is that possible? Uh, boy, I don't know. We're 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 going astray. I don't know. This is just schlocky fun. Um, I I guess you could view it as a disaster movie. It's it's a government is evil and doesn't care about small town America movie for sure. Um, it's a biological warfare is a pretty shitty way to do things because it doesn't care what nationality you are. It doesn't care anything about who you are. It just will kill you. You'll just be a host or food for it. I mean, that's as far as I, I'd get. But I mean, I, I just love how brutally efficient this movie is. It's just, it, it's, you meet the characters, the blobs murdering people, and we get a lot, a lot of deaths. Not just bad guys, good guys, people we like, and they go. I mean, I, it's just, it's such a fun movie. I it's just, yeah, it's just, like, it's a creature killing people, and that's all. I'm always down for that. And, well, just, sure. It was like this is exactly what I want from a, a Halloween movie. It's just just fun from beginning to end, and you, know, you get likable characters, and yeah, really, actually, really efficient, smart script. It's a better script than you would think from a movie about a blob killing people. I mean, it's that's all the movie is really, but it's way smarter than than you would ever expect that kind of movie to be. So I don't know. I mean, I 
obviously just really enjoyed this movie. This was, it's just, it's just a lot of fun. Um, and I'm glad I didn't see it when I was seven because I would have had dreams about being engulfed by a gelatinous blob. Yes, yeah, I didn't find it scary uh, ever. I it didn't obviously this time either, but it was never something that I was like, oh, that's a scary movie. What did scare you as a kid? Child's Play. That that should fuck me up, man. Oh, that okay. movie really fucked me up. Okay. Child's Play. All right. Which is eighty nine, right? Somewhere so I might, have, I might have been a little older when I saw that, but that movie got to and it the the original it it got, got to me. me. I've had more it, uh, Pennywise nightmares than probably any other thing in the history of my life. It's dreams of Pennywise pulling me into the sewer. I used to get those regularly. Those those sucked. I also was, yeah. I, welcome to welcome to spooky season. I don't know if we said that up top. We're doing horror movies oh, here. Oh so yeah, yeah. So this is part one of our part, four part spooky four part season. spooky season. We but start I, with the blob. We did, and I, I'm running out of things to say about the blob because I just it's it, well, it's let's, so effective. Let's hear your rating. You just want to give your overall rating on Letterbox. I, I think I, I four and a half out of five. I think. Wow, I mean, near perfect. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the shots at the end are really bad. Um, if the logic is something that you care about, the logic doesn't hold up at all. Really, why is it doing what it's doing? What's happening? X, Y, Z. Oh, okay. Um, it's just fun. It it does this kind of movie as well as you can do this kind of movie. Really, I mean, it's not one of all time. It's not gonna be my favorite movie of all time, but it's it scratches the itch for just a really really fun horror movie with just really squeamy, great visual effects and and that it that it doesn't spare almost anybody is great i mean it just it makes it scarier i mean kid, uh, you see a, a kid die and it's really awful he just comes out of the water and he's half of his skin skin's melting it's it reminded me of that shot in uh robocop you know where there's the mutant guy like, me, i mean it's just like oh awful and even like there's just so many casual good little moments like uh Towards the end, like the, all the government people have been just annihilated, and there's a guy like Skin Hepburn. He's like, "Help me, help me!" And the woman, well, like just, preacher like, guy, right? The priest or the well, the, well, the, the preacher's there too. I I love, I did love, like there. This was in the era where a lot of movies would set up the possibility of a sequel. Like they weren't necessarily greenlit. It wasn't going to happen. It wasn't like a we're building a universe kind of thing. But like, hey, let's cre- let's keep keep that door open for another movie because we there's a, a alcoholic priest or preacher or pastor guy who gets a little piece of the blob puts him in a glass jar and then he's starting some um revival then times ministry and he's just got the little blob in this glass jar and he's i guess gonna wait for the right time to fling it at somebody to trigger the armageddon i guess yeah um but no i mean it, it but you know she doesn't know how to use the gun at first and they blow him up with the snowmaker script's really really good it's really really fun it's so efficient and it, it it's great so i yeah i mean i i loved it there weren't weren't many serious horrible flaws what about you you had a four i think i'm at a four it was yeah. three and a half four and i think you know for the reasons you're, you're saying just the it, it, i mean it's just entertaining you know it's an entertaining movie start to finish there's really no slow parts oh I yeah think it's Kevin Kevin Dillon is not the right he's choice the, he, for a lead the, in what, a movie like this. No, he's not probably the right choice for a lead in any movie. He he's the worst part of the movie, I think. Um, 
his yeah, character. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing. He's, he's supposed to. He's supposed to be like he doesn't know who his dad is. We know that his his mom is accused of being like a whore or something like that by a bunch of other people in the town. Um, but he's also kind of like a sweet guy because the, the girl sort of picks up on that. Yeah, he's a mis- he's a rebel, but he's misunderstood. Did he go to the high school? Because did they know? Did they know him? They know each other. Yeah, the, okay. the football player and the, they know each other and don't. They're like supposed each to be other. like the same class or something like I that. I think so. Even yeah, though Kevin Dillon's have... like thirty at that point, doesn't make it, any sense. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, I mean the logic doesn't hold up. I I don't care about a very specific, precise logic from a movie about a blob eating people. You know that's fine. Yeah, I I concede. If I were gonna get rated a four, it's because I don't like the Kevin Dillon. I mean he's kind of the hero of the movie and he's. It's like but okay. the, the practical effects are still hold up. Oh, great. they're amazing. They're, most modern movies. I mean, this is just fantastic. Yeah. Give me this over a CGI ghost any day. Like that's this is just way more fun. This is fantastic. The parts where they do try to use computer effects don't work well, though. No, the, those are the worst shots are at the end when the yeah, as the blob gets bigger, it becomes harder and harder for them to get good effects. And by the end, when it's like house sized or whatever. It looks, it looks, looks really, really bad. Yeah, it looks it, really it's bad. It's like okay, this is this looks like a '50s movie, which is I, why I'm almost like, did they mean to do it as much? Because this, lo- it looks like the shots I would expect from the '50s version of the Blob. I don't, I don't know, like that. That's what it looked yeah, like. Yeah, 30 to me. years earlier. Correct. Know, yeah, that's literally. that's what yeah. it looked like. Yeah. So it's like, is that an homage or just this is how we had to figure out to film a giant Blob? This is the best we could do. And even then, it's fine. It's not a fatal flaw. Like, oh, there's some goofy shots towards the end. Oh well. So yeah, I mean, I I love this. Like, this is exactly what I want for part one of Spooky Season. All right, how are we get how are we getting to feel the dreams? Other than we're we're gonna not do Art Lafleur because that's too efficient. Uh, well, yeah, you can't start with Art Lafleur. I mean, he's obviously in Feel the Dreams. Uh, I started with his name is Jeffrey Demun. He's the sheriff. Yep. And I know him from. Walking Dead, he's in Billions now. He's in a bunch, so I really like that guy. Every time he pops, I'm like, I like that guy. Yeah, he's a solid, again, a solid working actor, not yep. a superstar, not ever going to win an Oscar, but puts in good work for his another, three scenes and goes. Another thing I really like him in is another gr- really good horror movie called uh, The Mist. I don't know if you've seen that film. I've never seen The Mist. Uh, he's in that with Thomas Jane as the lead of that movie. Okay. Uh, he's in a movie I've never seen called Reach Me. It's like from 2014, something like that. Stallone is in that. Uh, Stallone's in Cobra with Art LaFleur. Crime is the disease. Yep, who's in Field of Okay. All right, so I also went with Jeffrey DeMunn. I was, I was like, there's so many little great wow. characters, side characters to choose from. Uh, Jeffrey DeMunn is in uh, a lot of things, but Shawshank Redemption. Oh, he's yes. A, he's, I think, the guy that puts... Uh, Puts him in jail. I, I don't know if I remember, but I think he. He's puts, one of the guards, isn't he? No. No, I, I thought he well. I could. I could Is be the prosecutor. I thought he was the prosecutor. Okay. But I, maybe I'm wrong, but I th- yeah, I thought he put Andy Dufresne in jail. Um, but either way, he's in the movie somewhere. Uh, Tim Robbins in that movie. Tim Robbins in a movie called The Player. Eric, have, have you seen The Player? No, I know you have. Um, yeah, go back and uh, listen to pre. I we found- should. We should do a. Like you have to do a previous episode, so go back and listen to our episode of The Player if you haven't listened to it. It's, I found a Robert Altman movie that Eric likes. It's uh, probably my yeah. my proudest choice. Uh, Eric liked a movie from a director he didn't think he liked. So there we go. Anyway, 
Uh, the player has Jack Lemmon in it. Jack Lemmon is also in JFK with, uh, you know, what's his face, Kevin Costner. That guy. Who's in the, who's in the field of dreams as the, as that dork that builds a. All right, so we'll close the book on the blob. We'll put the blob in the jar and save it for later. Yes. Uh, part two of our spooky season. Or is it like a series? Are we calling this a series? Sure, let's call it part two. Of this, part uh, two of spooky season. Sure. Uh, is a uh, film picked by a re- returning desk a guest, Brian Eggert from Deep Focus Reviews, Rotten Tomatoes approved film critic. He's going to be joining us for next our next episode. He picked this movie, uh, so I'll give five clues for to Ben, and he can try to guess what it is. And check out our next episode with Brian. All right, here we go. Clue number one. This movie takes place in the great state of Iowa. Okay. And just again, as this is a horror movie, we, a spooky season. Yeah, I already have that. A bonus, bonus clue that I know it's a horror movie. Um, well, for not just for you, for the people that may be I listening sure. to this. Sure. It's a horror uh, movie that takes place in the state of Iowa. Okay, uh, I do have, already have that. That immediately brings to mind one thing, but uh, go to clue, clue number you're two. Not gonna, you're not going to use your guess. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'll sit on it. But. Uh, all right. So this might take some explaining. I don't have a great explanation for it, but. The film was unsuccessfully prosecuted as a video nasty in the UK. Now I looked up what a video nasty is. I guess during the 80s, there before like the rating system hit home movies, there was like a loophole, and movies could be released without a rating, and so they would like ban them by calling them video nasty. Seems like such an English term. It, uh, sure. And there were a bunch of movies that were unsuccessfully prosecuted. This movie was, but there were a number of them that were successfully like, banned because they were video nasties. So, okay, a little bit um, of explanation. That makes me think my clue, my, my guess is less likely to be what I'm thinking of, but go with clue number three. Clue number three. The film's plot concerns four teenagers who become trapped. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm way off. Uh, I know. What I was your guess? Children of the Corn is like okay. I don't know. I think it takes place in Nebraska, but I was like, mate, am I misremembering it? Like, if I think of a horror movie set in Iowa, that's the one I I think of in in my head. But again, I think it might be Nebraska. Um, I, I don't remember, but I was like, I don't even know of many particular movies set. It's not in. Children of the Corn. I didn't but. think so, right? But once you said fourteen years just trapped, that that uh, yeah, next it. So this anyway. is not gonna help, I don't think, but. Uh, it's a clue I have. Uh, released in 1981. Okay. It stars Elizabeth Barrage and Cooper Huckabee. Those are the stars of the movie. Okay. I Big mean, time this is stars. Brian, so it's probably some very obscure thing that well, I've never heard of. That so. I, he picked a movie, and, and I, I, I was so happy. We're so happy to have him back on, by the way. But um, I, I, I figured he would pick something as like, holy shit, I've never heard of that. And it, I'm sure it's going to be great. Uh, I haven't seen this movie yet, so very excited. But it, yeah. Okay, I, give me clue number five. It's not going to help. Clue number five. Me. Well, th- maybe this help. Uh, directed by Tobe Hooper or Toby? Is it Tobe? Tobe? Tobe. I think it's Toby Hooper. Tobe, yes. Toby Hooper, uh, who had earlier directed a little film called The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So this okay. is after Texas Chainsaw Massacre, directed by Toby Hooper. You sure it's not uh, Tobe? Is it Toby? It's T O B E. I am. 90% okay. sure it's Toby, Toby but Hoover. I could be wrong. Let me concede at least a 10% chance I'm wrong because I get 
accused of being an obnoxious know-it-all. Yeah, fil- film bros who are listening to this, let us know. Is it Tobe or Toby? Uh, I've always thought it was Toby, but I'm, I'm prepared to be Anyways, corrected. Anyways, so he directed Texas Chainsaw Massacre, then he directed this movie. It takes place in Iowa, and, you know, there you go. Poor teenagers become trapped. They're from 1981. That's not Texas Chainsaw Massacre, because that's 74, and that's what he did before this. I don't know. I gotta, You gotta just tell me. I'm, I don't know. Toby Hooper's oeuvre. Uh, the film is called The Fun House. Yeah. So okay. it takes place at a carnival in okay. Iowa. Okay. So I'm I'm stoked. Uh, I think this movie is this on available to stream? Peacock. It's on Peacock. Okay. I, it might be free on Peacock. I don't know if it's on the premium. Okay, that's but, fine. Uh, okay. The Fun House, set in Iowa. Four teenagers become trapped at an evil carnival in Iowa. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they don't Something wicked this Iowa way comes type, type deal. Okay. Isn't all of Iowa really a horrifying <laughs> evil carnival? Are, Isn't that are, really the are you state? all trapped in there? Yeah, we are. Save us. So yeah, The Fun um, House 1981 is on Peacock. Check it out. Brian Eggert's going to join us. We're going to break that down. Part 2 spooky season. And uh, yeah, so we'll close it on Blob. And that's it. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, rate and review us on whatever you're listening to this on or follow us or subscribe we appreciate all the listening we sure do if if you are listening to this and you want more football talk we you know we broke down our guy was a Paul Taylor from the blob we broke down his stat line we also do a football podcast the pod of Rosedale check that out too if, if you're not already listening to that if you are then thank you <laughs> thank yes. you immensely we appreciate it so thank much you. yeah All right, well, take it easy. Don't get caught in a blob.